1: Hello lovers, welcome back to the New Truth Podcast, episode 19. Kate and I are going to take on the worst dating advice out there. And so fasten your seatbelts, my friends, (laughs) we're about to take you for a ride. If you haven't already heard from the podcast, Kate and I are pretty fiery and passionate about the bullshit that we have been fed about romantic love, and pretty much all dating advice feeds the fairy tale, and so that's what we're going to take apart. And with that said, if you have not already joined us in the New Truth Movement, Kate and I go live in that Facebook group every Thursday, unpacking each episode, and Kate, I'm so happy you suggested this, because it has been so much fun connecting yes. with people in that group. It, to me, like it
0: brought it alive because otherwise it's just you and I talking and you and I posting and like people share, like send us messages saying how much they love the podcast, but it feels kind of like, it just, I don't know, it feels kind of one dimensional or something. And then as soon as we started doing the Facebook lives, it just created this beautiful Mm -hmm. community and, um, just made everything come alive. You know, how, how. And, and, and what a gift it is for all the women listening that if they have a question that they can ask and we can go deeper into it, that it's not just like, if you don't get it too bad, you know?
1: yeah, Yeah. Super awesome. I love, and it's so fun. So if you haven't already joined us over there, the new truth movement, Facebook group, we can't wait to be with you. And every Thursday we are live. And let's just dive right in here. We hope you loved Amy Pemensky's interview last week. And really, we're moving from what it looked like to follow your truth and trust your intuition. And from there, really seeing just how dating advice perpetuates the idea that women don't know what's best for them and that i need dating advice in order to navigate the fairy tale on keeping him interested and making him miss me and who do i have to be in order to be loved rather than i am already loved and i'm enough and my work is all inner child work. And so if you have a needy, wounded, inner little girl reading dating advice, then we're really, mm-hmm. <laughs> really in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so Kate, why don't you kick us off with your worst dating advice, number one that you've ever heard? Uh, well,
0: yeah, there's so, there's so many. <laughs> For me, it's that most dating coaches are are in the old paradigm. Most dating coaches have not awoken to the fact that not all humans are designed to have one partner forever that the future is not already ours <laughs> that a relationship ending is not a failure yeah. that an engagement is not a success or and so for me it's I, I just feel so pained and I do have and and bless our heart I mean I have some um, That was such a Southern thing to say, bless their heart before you insult them. Um, There's dating coaches that I follow who I, you know, some of their content I really love and feel aligned with. And then other stuff, I'm just like, oh, I feel like a little dagger in my solar plexus, Mm -hmm. probably because solar plexus chakra is your power center. Mm -hmm. And as women, we've just been set up to be so fucking powerless in relationships And when it comes to men. And so I, for me, it's like the focus on the results that really bugs me. um, Mm -hmm. That, you know, it's like, Oh, dream up your dream man. You just have to know exactly what you want in a partner and like, who is he? And, and all the focus is on him. um, And the focus is on getting the results. So I've had, I had a friend of mine who worked with a dating coach for a while and she paid a lot of money for it. And it, There was this pressure for her to get a result and this same coach when they are on uh, Facebook, I see them celebrating. Oh, another client got engaged. Yay. I love when my clients get engaged. And of course that marketing works. Right, yeah. it works for all the women who are powerless, who are, des- you know, who are feeling judgmental about being single, who hate being single, who judge where they're at and that judge themselves for not being in relationship and feel this crazy pressure to be in relationship, and then they see this marketing, right? Of mm-hmm. like, yay, one of my clients got engaged again. I love when my clients get engaged, and a lot of dating coaches do this. I will never. Ever share a story about a client getting engaged or about a client getting a boyfriend because I don't want that to be the reason that someone's coming in to work with me. It's like Mm -hmm. the attachment to the result, the attachment to the getting the guy or getting the ring or getting the wedding or getting the proposal or getting the thing, it keeps us disconnected from ourselves. It keeps us disconnected Mm -hmm. from our power and from our truth. And so yeah, I just, that's what irks me the most. Every time I see a dating coach, oh, my client got engaged. Yay. Like it's a big, huge win. Everybody come work with me. I'll help you get engaged. Like, why is that the fucking thing that we're working towards? Right. Seriously. And it's
1: everything you and I have talked about that when that's the focus, I don't pay attention to how I actually feel. Exactly. And you and I have talked all, I mean, over and over again about the best marketing would be, my clients are still together after five years, 10 years, still happy, still telling the truth, still madly in love, right? Growing. And it's the, I think, so the first two we've really nailed is one throwing away that there's such a thing as success and failure. And I've had Mm -hmm. clients who are, Haven't found a relationship yet after working with me and we've had to work through. This does not mean you failed at anything or this wasn't successful relationship coaching because the reason I became a relationship coach is because of the evolution that happens when we take on learning about relationship. Mm -hmm. Because relationship is so much bigger than just one romantic partner, yeah, right? You all the time, all of our clients are healing their relationship with their friends, their children, their coworkers, their family, because the skills of relationship are the skills of life, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we throw away success and failure and we throw away that an engagement ring somehow means something... Right, then we've got it going on. And and it actually, I just want to highlight that one thing, like that actually
0: mimics the fairy tale. You see, this coach thinks that they have won and they go celebrate to everyone on their Facebook to get more clients, that they have won when their client gets engaged. Just like in the fairy tales, the movie ends when the relationship begins, this happens in chick flicks too, right? They hate each other the whole movie and then they get together at the very end. And it's like now they live happily ever after. And so it's the same thing. It's like just because someone got engaged doesn't mean they have a healthy relationship. Doesn't mean it's the right choice. God, how many women have I worked with who've said yes and their body was screaming no? no? <laughs> like it's like it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean it's the right relationship, doesn't mean it's a healthy relationship, doesn't mean they're growing, doesn't mean it's a right fit, doesn't mean They feel good. Doesn't mean anything. So why is that our focus? That, and I know that that works for marketing, but to me, it's just like goes so against everything that I believe relationships are for. And
1: yeah, it just reinforces women being powerless. Totally. Totally. And most of all, paying attention to the wrong thing, which I think at the end of the day, The most painful dating advice is all about shape shifting, giving up who we are. So the, the one of the ones that I wanted to bring forward is the act like you don't care, lean back, play it cool, don't be too available bullshit, which drives me crazy, which sets women up for those avoidant dynamics, right? Like sets you up to be powerless rather than empowered, which is tell the truth right out of the gate, Mm -hmm. right? From the start, bring all of who you are to the table rather than play all the games. So then down the line, you're wondering why you are deeply unhappy, repressed, right? That starts on date one, right? Like that's not a result. It's not like one day, 10 years later in a marriage, a woman realizes she's repressed, right? The repression starts on date one, Mm -hmm. not honoring yourself, not being truthful about what you value or even knowing what you freaking value or what is sacred for you in your life and what your deal breakers are because you were too busy making a checklist about has lots of money, tall, blue eyes, you know, big dick, (laughs) (laughs) Rather, rather than aligns with my values. Right. And then that's the partner that I want to share my life with as long as we're aligned, right? And we keep growing and evolving rather than here, how can I shove myself in a little box and then shove you in a little box? And one of the things you said about relationships, we're not taught what's actually healthy. Mm -hmm. Never have I seen a marketing that's like, how to know you're in a relationship with a psychopath, Mm -hmm. right? How to know you're in a relationship with a sociopath. Just here's what ring celebrating the engagement rather than a client who's able to celebrate, wow, I know how to vet partners now. I'm not so desperate for a relationship anymore that I've st- I've stopped abandoning myself, stopped betraying myself in order to be loved, right? It's really hard. No one wants my marketing, which is like how to stop being a little girl. <laughs> how to be a grown-up in love, right? And. And really that's what we're each standing for. I mean, the new truth is how to design a life that actually suits your soul rather than listening to dating advice that asks you to sacrifice who you are. And contort and contort yourself to get the
0: guy, and it's like that's how you're setting the relationship up. So if you, first of all, if you're playing games, you're going to attract people who play games, right? So you know, every time you go on a date and you're fully who you are, and the guy never calls you again, I say great. I say Mm -hmm. great because it's just the same as every time. Every time an Instagram follower unfollows me, great. It means they're not aligned with my message. Therefore, they're not. They're not my audience right it's the right. same when you're dating every single time a guy doesn't show up and doesn't call you and doesn't text you and doesn't it's it's a good thing because it means you're not aligned and now you can clear that out clear right. the weed out Then metaphor we talked about so you can make more space in your garden for what is right mm-hmm. and um I just think like, um, I, I don't know if this was on the Facebook Live, but I spoke about it recently a little bit. I have, I'm working with a client right now who um, is just noticing her saboteur, right? Noticing the part of herself, the patterns show up where she starts to like, Think she's consciously having thoughts of, okay, he's probably dating other guys. I gotta, I gotta have a leg up on these other women. So how can I be more cool? How can I be more, um, more impressive? How can I be more beautiful, more whatever? To get the guy, and like this is yeah. what 's wrong with dating advice is like contort yourself to get the guy well now you 're setting it up that he 's already on a pedestal, and that you have to do something different to get him, and you have to prove yourself and you have to compete with other women to get someone like you 're starting off on the wrong foot here right and And, you know, to me, like dating is, it's, it's such a beautiful opportunity to see our pattern show up, to see how we pedestal, to see the stories we make up of about complete strangers. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I saw on a a Facebook group yesterday, a women's Facebook group where someone shared that she was um, just met a guy and she's like, I get so excited right away and I don't know how to, like I'm already planning our relationship on my head before we've even got anywhere. And again, it's like all the fantasy and fairy tale because our Mm -hmm. attention is on the other person, right? All dating advice out there tells you to do the thing to get the guy. So it's all about the guy versus it being about you. So the, the, to me, the key, and I have a, that 10-step dating checklist, the Irresistible, Irresistible Woman's 10-Step Dating Guide, and it talks about what to do before a date, during a date, and after a date. Maybe we could actually include it below this, um, this podcast, but to connect with yourself. Right, Because dating is just an opportunity for you to understand and get to know yourself on a much, much, much deeper level to notice when a guy shows up and seemingly in your mind is all the things that your mind thought you wanted, but your body doesn't feel good. You feel sick or you feel this like weird, Mm -hmm. squishy feeling in your heart or in your solar plexus or in your tummy. It's like that's your body communicating to you that this isn't a fit or this isn't aligned or there's something that's off here. And yet we don't listen to our bodies. Mostly we listen to our mind because the focus is on the result of getting the relationship, getting the guy versus like noticing, oh, my body is so wise. This is just to know and being able to learn how to trust that and
1: build that trusting relationship within yourself. We should mention that as we take apart all the bullshit of dating advice in this episode that we're actually going to give you the suggestions and support on how to do this well. And you totally just did, which is the difference between trying to shape shift or contort yourself and into developing a deep connection to who you are and your intuition, right? Very rarely are we seeing how to connect with your intuition, right? When dating. Mm -hmm. And I, I keep, you know, I've shared this before through many episodes, you know, I'm really, it's really impossible for me to talk about relationship without spirituality. And that's come out right in many of our episodes already. And I keep thinking about how without a deep sense of trust, that's what fuels all the games, 100%. right? And, and then we wonder why there's so many power struggles and control issues in relationship because there is no faith in self, let alone yeah. no faith in a process. Mm-hmm. And I, when I think of who I, you know, the work I did, cause I hired a relationship coach before I worked with Andrew, because I think inner child work is the be all end all <laughs> of relationship work. But I not once Put any attention on games, stupid text messages to send. My attention was both on how I actually felt, what my values were, and then such deep trust. Mm-hmm. And when I think of all that you just offered around like the celebration, totally offer that to all of my clients to celebrate when someone's a no, mm-hmm. but you have to trust in order to get there. Totally. Right. And so this offering of when you're watching date, you're listening to dating advice or even receiving from friends, which I'm sure you tell your clients, like stop asking your friends for dating advice once you start working with me, mm-hmm. because most of the collective consciousness is fear-based. Yeah. Right. Like all of this. So the play hard to get, I need, we need to talk about that bullshit. Mm -hmm. Right. Play, play hard to get more. Really. We could just see how almost every dating advice facilitates some kind of game. Mm -hmm. Right. And playing hard to get, I say be hard to get actually Mm -hmm. because if you stand for what your values are, what you honor, what you actually have standards you have, you trust that the high quality people then come running yes. to you anyway. You don't have to play a fucking game for love. And, and this, I want to highlight, so
0: this is exactly what you did before you met Andrew, How and you talked about it on another episode. The being hard to get is like, the focus is not on the, the guy and playing a game to get the guy. The focus is, is on... Coming home, being all of who you are. If you don't know who you are, if you're not rooted in your power and your sensuality and your in your self expression and your connection to your heart and your truth and that little inner child inside, and all of these, like if you don't know who you are, it's your saboteur that's out there dating. So you need to get to know who you are, and then allow yourself to fully be who you are on dates. And when you are wildly expressed as who you are, you're you're irresistible yeah and you will attract like you had guy after guy after guy who wanted a second date third date who yeah. wanted to be with you and you were because you were you were a queen right? When we fully embrace all of who we are, we are operating in that queen space and then everyone wants to be around us. Right. It's irresistible. But the thing is, you're not doing it to get the guy. I remember reading the book, Why, Lo- Why Men Love Bitches. Um, years oh ago. my God. I, I hate that book. Oh, I absolutely loved it. And I think I loved it because it was the beginning of this journey for me mm. because I was the opposite of that. I was the nice girl, which yeah. the book is about the nice girl and the bitch. And the, it's called why men love bitches because the word bitch is a powerful woman. And it's, it's a, a marketing gimmick is why it's called totally. that. But what I, I even back then, before I knew everything I know, I what I loved about the book, and every time I passed it on to someone else, I would say what I love about this book is that it teaches you to go from the nice girl who's the one contorting mm-hmm. herself to get the guy mm-hmm. versus the empowered woman who's focused on herself and just her, in her own world, on her own path, doing her own thing. And mm-hmm. then she's the one that's magnetic. What I don't like about the book is that it it's to get the guy. It's become the bitch to get the guy, become the empowered women to get the guy. And I remember back then I was like 24 and I would say to my friends, I don't like that this is about getting a guy. Like I think that, Mm. but what I love about it is it's it's teaching women to become empowered and Mm. operate from that place in love rather than the nice girl who's trying to get the guy. So Mm. for all you nice girls out there, like this was me and this was in the beginning of a relationship, over-functioning, like, oh, I'll cook you dinner, and like, oh, I'll do this for you, and I'll do that for you, and what happens with nice girls in relationship is nice girls turn into mom, and then all of a sudden, you wake up one day, and you realize you're in a relationship with a teenager because you have become his mom, right? He loves it in the beginning. He's like, yeah, cook me dinner, do my laundry. Yeah, this feels great. And then eventually he comes to expect it because his mom used to do that. And so that ends up being the dynamic that plays out in relationship, right? So when you, so yeah, so what Mm -hmm. I did love about that book is like becoming empowered and then dating from that place and relating from that place and being in friendships from that place and knowing your nose and being able to walk away from a super handsome seemingly, you know, successful, charming, funny, whatever, perfect on paper guy and be willing to say no to a second date because there's something that feels sick in mm. your stomach. There's something that feels right. off in your body. We are so wise. Our bodies know the truth. And actually a client was talking to me about red flags. She was watching a webinar or something about red um, red flags in relationships. And I was saying, I was saying to her, like, even the term red flag, it's like, we're looking to their behavior to figure out if they're wrong for us. We're looking to their behavior to figure out if they're right for us. But guess what? You don't need to look to them, you know, inside of you, Mm -hmm. right? It's like that, that just keeps us focused on, on the wrong thing. We know inside of us, if something feels good and it's flowing and it just feels nice. And then the next time they ask you out, it's like, Okay, yeah, it's a yes still, you know, and just trusting in that moment rather than making up a big story about where it's heading, but staying yeah. in the moment and allowing
1: it to organically unfold. I feel like we have to pause and and recognize how especially someone like me with an unbelievable trauma history, yeah. intuition alone wouldn't have worked for me because yeah, I didn't e- sure. I couldn't even navigate. And so really honoring this is what you and I do in yeah. one-on-one capacity. Yes. is an ongoing, right? Everyone wishes all we had to do is watch a stupid YouTube video to know how to navigate relationships rather than I just, we have to, I have to make a plug because we really have to stand like this is what you and I are walking women through, right? An ongoing journey of this unpacking all this shit, Mm -hmm. right? To learn how to deeply connect with yourself. Cause we can preach, we are preaching that message over and over again, but it takes time. And I've appreciated in in every episode, you and I continuing to reflect to another, how we're going toward our intuition. And I never read why men love bitches. And I love, I actually appreciate that you brought this up. Because and and celebrating the book and honoring that yes, we have to just like learn how to detach from the outcome. But the reason I couldn't get behind that book is because I of course was I mean, I don't I haven't really met a woman who's not struggled with like the people pleasing Mm crap because we're bred to be that way. But what I had a problem with was why is assertiveness associated with being a bitch. Right, like well, I didn't it, like that. Yeah, I get it, that it's marketing, obviously, yeah. but there's still there's a psychological, like it's kind yeah. of like our psyche's being impacted by, by everything that we can say we want to give up the fairy the fairy tale. And Fifty Shades of Grey is a multi-million-dollar grossing, you know, movie. Yeah, why impacted by everything? And so. I think about that title. Why, yeah. So, why it's powerful, men love, obviously, it, for sure,
0: for sure. But, but why men love bitches, it's actually why women love assholes. It's the same reason they're avoidant and avoidance have perceivingly more value. So, there's a book called Attached, mm. um, it's based on attachment theories. What's the author's name again? Amir Levine. Yeah, and and so um, avoidance are the ones who ha- pers- is in our society they they have they have a higher perception of value because there's an aloof there's a, they're hard to get they're hard to attain there's an. Ad- a distance, but it's actually yeah. it's actually comes from trauma, and it's a it's a it's a relational pattern, and typically avoidance match with anxious people, and anxious yeah. people are the ones who are like needy and clingy, and I want more, and like then they're the perfect match. So why do men love? So if we were to analyze the title, that's not what she means by the book, but she was like reclaiming the word bitch and rewriting no. it, I believe. Um, but if we were to analyze the title, I think it's just. Uh, avoidant people are seemingly more attractive because they have this cool factor that's like, oh, I'm hard to get. And that's what, it and this, it just is our conditioning. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the work that I do with women, it's, it's uncovering your saboteur, who you are not this, like this part of you that has completely morphed into your personality and you walk through the world thinking it's you, but it's actually not you. Yeah. It's that part of you that it's, that's your, your ego, but it's protecting you. And it's actually keeping you away from experiencing love, whether you're in relationship or not, it keeps you from from experiencing the very things that you long for because it's uh, it's all stems from trauma and from um, disconnect from who we really are. And then I teach women how to awaken who they really are and how to, how to show up on dates as all of who they are to be the queen. And so this is the deeper, like the, the, you can, we, we can give you so much advice, but the deeper, there are so many unconscious patterns that are playing out that you can't see. And mm-hmm. that, you know, you can listen to a million podcasts and listen to every dating coach out there. And ultimately it's like, it has to be embodied. You have like, there's, there's, yeah. Yeah.
1: And speaking of the, you know, saboteur and becoming your true self, just be yourself is a really bad dating advice. Yeah. Because we don't know who we are. Yeah. And so just be yourself. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. That in and of itself doesn't mean anything. There's a well well well-intentioned. Right advice because behind that is stop playing games, right? Be authentic to who you are. And authentic to who you are is honoring what you actually need, what's important to you, right? Design behaving in alignment with what you say you want. Mm -hmm. Right. And this facilitated, like just be yourself advice, which mostly is friends and family members telling people <laughs> like I haven't seen, like, I mean, I, I have seen dating coaches do the, just be yourself, but honestly it's more, I hear friends who are unwilling to tell the truth to their friends, which is like, look, you need help. You might want to hire a relationship coach okay. to shift how you're showing up in relationship. But instead they say, just be yourself. And one of my least favorites is it happen when you least expect it, Mm -hmm. which why I'm so bothered by that one is because it perpetuates the princess idea. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't have to learn anything. I don't have to grow. I don't have to become accountable. I can just chill in my castle tower and my knight in shining armor will come and find me. It happens when you least expect it. I just don't have to do anything.
0: Yes. And I think there's a more conscious version of that. It's like, if your attention is... I mean, like what you said earlier about trust, this piece is so important. If our tension is on trying to control that which is out yeah. of our hands, like it's actually not our job to find love. It's not our job to like... To find our life purpose, it's not our job. But you're not. But it's not going to awaken in you, and you're not going to experience it if you're hiding in your basement. But it's not your job to go find it, and well, that's what like no hunting. Exactly, for it. people have made dating, especially since app and online dating, it's become a full time job. Like my God, how many hours do you spend online dating trying to find a guy? And so I think that um, that statement. Can you say it again? It happens when you least expect it. It happens when you least expect it. I think that to me, like if we were to dig deeper into maybe what the meaning was with that originally, is like when your attention, or if we were to take it maybe an up level it, is a better way to say it. um, Take that saying and up level it's like when your attention is on yourself and your own world and your own soul, and you're like, you know, your life is designed to light you up and to feel good, and you have people around you who are like, I mean, I think of my friends, I was going to do a post about this today. Um, but I think of my friends that I've attracted in my life, like I'm constantly up leveling and growing and evolving because of the friends I surround myself with. And I, you know, it, it's like every area of your life is dedicated to you being all of who you are. And that dating is just like, a, it's just one small little area. And when you're dating, there's not this attachment to find a boyfriend, to find the one, to meet your guy. And you're just dating to connect and you're dating to get to know yourself and you're showing up and you're like feeling filled up within yourself. Your cup is already full. You're not on the date like, oh, you choose me. Are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the one? Like that used to be me. And then that like that's a setup that means it's rooted in fear which means it's coming from your saboteur or the little kid inside and it's actually not going to set you up for a healthy relationship so when you keep your attention on yourself and you focus your like your your life on on feeling good and growing and evolving love mm-hmm. love's going to come you're going to be a magnet to it right so yeah, that's to me the up-leveled version of
1: that. Yeah, it's well-intentioned. well Well-intentioned, well-intentioned Like yeah. the, the, it happens when you least expect it again is one of those like friends and family members yes. give that advice. Yes. And, you know, over and over again, at the end of the day, the worst dating advice out there is advice that supports you in shape-shifting, right? Mm-hmm. And contorting yourself and playing a game. And- Advice that isn't grounded in what it takes to actually have an adult relationship. I know adult is so not a sexy word, you know, <laughs> and, and I get it that I'm like the, you know, trauma resolution inner child work <laughs> coach, mm-hmm. but like uh, the fairy tale is grounded in little girls. Yes. Meeting, totally. It's knight signing armor. Yeah. And most of all that it doesn't take work because one of the worst Tr- ideas that the fairy tale has perpetuated is also that when it's with the right one, it's always easy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so people are not only either f- staying dating someone who is avoidant or doesn't show up well for them, but also immediately writes off people when there's like the first freaking conflict and they don't know how to handle it. So then they run away yes. too. And so I think at the end of the day, the reason this episode was so important to us is because really advice doesn't change your love life. Mm -hmm. Like we could just stand by that. Like watching YouTube videos and advice is not going to support you in becoming who you're meant to be, empowering you to navigate this world from an adult goddess, heroine, queen, all those words, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right, self. And love is not a feeling just like you can have all the intuition in the world but are you acting on it mm-hmm. right are you saying no to the places where energy your energy is drained In your life, are you saying no to the friends that suck the life out of you or the job that sucks the life out of you or the city where you live that sucks the life out of you, right? Like, I really, what I've appreciated so much about us and what the new truth stands for is, like, really the grown-up, for the grown-ups, like, (laughs) the new truth, for the women who are willing to walk through the fire, Mm -hmm. right? Willing to, to face the pain. I mean, detoxing from the fairy tale is no joke. This runs deep. It's so deep and it takes, and I wouldn't be able to do this without you, right? Like we need people to walk beside us. They're like, yep. When we're in that detox of having to look at how we've abandoned ourselves or betrayed ourselves or hung on to the friend or the guy for too long, you know, yeah, self-forgiveness all that- first and then detox and emerge totally. like a phoenix, right? From the and, ashes.
0: And, and, and all, all dating advice is about, the other person and it keeps us like when we're in fantasy about the other person. And when we're in our pain about the other person, he rejected me. He broke my heart. He hurt me. No, he didn't. You did. It's like he left. That was his, like your soul contract was up. He left. And the stories that your saboteur told you over and over and over again about how you weren't good enough or you weren't beautiful enough, or he is an asshole or he's wrong or this shouldn't have happened or arguing with reality. It's like, all of the stories in our minds that keep us breaking our own hearts. Breaking our own hearts. We break our own hearts. We reject ourselves. We abandon ourselves. And it's because of the beginning, right? It's because we abandon ourselves from the very beginning. Contort yourself to get the guy. Yeah. Well, why is he all of a sudden on a pedestal? Why do I have to be the cool chick and the whatever to like compete with all these women to get the guy? Yeah. Why can't I just fully be who I am and trust that life's going to bring me the most amazing and not when I'm hiding out in my basement, obviously like, you know, and if online app dating is for you, you know, and you, it, 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 feels good engaging in it do it. But if it doesn't feel good, there are other ways, maybe not in quarantine is like less right now, but in real life or whatever, if we ever go back to real life, um, it's, when you are a, a radiant, magnetic woman who's awake to all she is and you walk through the world, you meet people everywhere you go, right? It's like when we're walking around as our saboteurs with our hearts guarded and protected, and we to the point where we don't even make eye contact with people. you're not going to meet people everywhere you go. So you're going to be, you know, you're going to be stuck with only online dating being your only option. I think that's true for so many women where they think this is the only place I'm going to meet the guy. And then they constantly are in a battle with this app or with their phone or with, because it it, it feels so Mm. limiting, but it's limiting because you think that's, that's the thing that's going to, get you love. Like love comes from you. I mean, love relationship, love is who you are, but it comes from you being all of who you are and being that magnetic woman walking through the world. And, um, yeah. And, and, and online is one
1: place you can meet people, but it's one place. And everywhere you go, I think this is really important standing for what I watch with online dating. Cause I mean, I met on Andrew online, all, so many of my clients meet online. So of course it does work, but this idea that it's the only place doesn't work because usually what's happening is a woman's not taking responsibility for her energy and her magnetism anywhere else in her life. And then pouring her energy into the app. And so when we take the focus off getting the guy and then make the commitment to what's my life consecrated to, what am I devoted to? I'm alive so that I can become all of who I am. And then I've heard stories from a woman just going to a party in her most radiant magnetic lit up self. And then someone's like, oh my God, I have someone for you. Not because she's at the party going, are there any single guys here? Mm-hmm. Right? That always breaks my heart. Rather than devote yourself to being alive, mm-hmm. taking care of yourself so you are magnetic and radiant, and then see how natural finding a partner becomes because mm-hmm. you're not proving yourself to anyone else. You're not trying to earn love. And I wanted to also bring forward because I posted in my private Facebook group, like, what's the worst advice you've ever heard? And several women talked about the timeline shit, right? Like, don't go to his house until the eighth date. Don't have sex until the third date. Like, wait three hours to text him back, you know? <laughs> um, and, and, at the, and why faith is so important, because if we feel into all that shit, it's all about control, Yeah. right? Not only attached to the outcome, right, as you always bring us back to, but also controlling the yeah. outcome, rather than and and look like there is something to be said about waiting when it's in alignment with oh I know myself and I sleep with someone too soon I'm going to get attached and that's not good for me and that's a boundary that I set rather than oh I'm actually totally detached I'm not trying to make anything happen and I'm following my truth in my body and behaving in alignment with that and again I'll say this every episode
0: the question is just, where is it coming from? Right. right. So when you're going to text back immediately or you're waiting three hours, like, is it your saboteur dating or is it you? Cause if your yeah. saboteur is dating, you're either going to choose the wrong guy or you're not going to be happy or you're not like, it's Control what, part everything. Of you, yeah, what part of you is leading. Um, I just feel compelled to share a magnetism story. Cause I don't think I've shared this story before and, um, he didn't end up being my boyfriend, but it's actually someone that I'm still very good friends with. Um, I was at a hockey game. I never shared the story, right, about Frank?
1: No, I know this story, but Uh, everyone should hear about Frank. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I was at a hockey game in Arizona, and this was like the beginning. So it was, I was, um, I think I was thirty-three. It was actually quite, quite close to when I met Jeff. Maybe six months before I met Jeff, and I was so magnetic. Like I was so. Uh, In my radiance to the nth degree, I was. I was. I had been single for three years. I'd been. I was loving dating. I was loving my life. I was in Arizona for work. I was traveling a ton for work. I was. You know, my body was so healthy, and I felt so beautiful, and I felt so alive, and so turned on, and I didn't want a boyfriend, and I wasn't looking for anything. I was just like in my most magnetic self, and. I was at a hockey game with fifteen other people in arizona we were We were watching calgary, a canadian team against um, against arizona and there were these guys behind us, and they were chatting with us and and um, I thought nothing of it and then halfway through the game, their friend came to join and he sat he left an empty seat between him and his friends and sat directly behind me and Then we just had this instant banter, and his sense of humor was a bit like vince Vaughn mm-hmm. and it was like it was like this instant Mm -hmm. banter and this like, um, this, like this, the chemistry between us was so beautiful and it was so fun. And I was like, he said he was from LA and I was like, Oh, I'm looking for an American husband so I can move to California. (laughs) And he was like, I'll be your husband. And then I went and sat with him and we took all these photos together. and We were just like Mm -hmm. having the time, the blast. and we went on one date and And then we just, it just became a friendship, but it was the, and how beautiful, like that's how we met. And we, and Mm -hmm. now like, God, who knows how long we'll be friends. Like he's, he's such a a beautiful, beautiful human. And I love having him in my life. And it was just like the funnest experience Mm -hmm. because I was so in my magnetism and radiance and at a hockey game, like, you know, I would never think, oh, maybe I'll meet a I mean, I'm sure lots of women do think this, right, who are in the old paradigm who are trying to find love, and that's when we don't find it is when we 're trying mm-hmm. to find it you're trying to control, but because I was just in my heart, in my body, super lit up by life, turned on alive, I attracted this amazing connection mm-hmm. it was so fun and so fr- and and that's what happens when you are in your magnetism It's like you could be at the grocery store, you could be on an mm-hmm. airplane, you could be you know at the park, you could be but you have to be you have to be in your body. You have to be in your heart. And obviously a lot of us have had a lot of experiences that have caused us to have blockages in our heart, right? We have so many patterns and protective mechanisms at play because we were all hurt as children, you know, some in more extreme ways than others, but every single one of us was shut down by adults over and over and over again. We were shut down from being these Bright, radiant, mm-hmm. magical beings, and told to be serious and to sit straight and to, you know, be good girls and and to do the right thing. And so we were all repressed as children, and then we've all been hurt in relationships. And so we're, this is what we carry with us in relationship. And and this is what we carry with us onto dates and why so many women are in fear on dates, trying to get the guy as opposed to in their, reg, in their magnetic radiance. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why working with Catherine and I is so essential. We're actually about to launch a program. We're so excited about it. So we'll be telling you about that very soon. Um, a program that we're gonna be doing together but that's what Catherine and I help women do, guide them, heal their hearts, heal all the crap that's blocking them from mm-hmm. attracting love and allowing them to get back into the magnetic radiant beings that they were when they were little. And, and so you can walk through the world and attract love and friendship and, and mm-hmm. you know, epic
1: amazingness everywhere you go. Yes. Oh, I love that you shared that story. And I feel like we need to throw away, and I often offer this, like stop saying dating, right? Because once we say dating, now we're in all the games and expectations rather than we're meeting people. Connecting. We're meeting and connecting with the most amazing people. And when I'm not outcome focused, who knows? how it's going to go. And I never walked away from any of the dates that I went on, even then went continued to go on with Andrew, attached to needing to know that they were the one and hope he calls me back. I was just having the time of my life. And I actually love that you said that because I remember offering one of my really good girlfriends that mantra several years ago of just over and over again, the mantra was I'm having the time of my life. Mm. I'm having the time of my life because that's magnetism i'm responsible for my happiness my life is so much bigger than just trying to find a relationship i've released all the fairy tale bs and i'm no longer carrying you know the hurt of the past and have arrived so fully in the present and i'm no longer addicted to trying to figure out how to make something last forever i cannot wait to launch our program
0: Yes, me too. And then and then, when you get into relationship, your commitment is still to your magnetic radiance. Yes, yes. Like, and maybe our program's called Magnetic Radiance. I don't know. that word. <laughs> It keeps coming out in that way. But, but you are still committed to your magnetic radiance and it's not coming from the love. Like in the beginning, the love or the, the like connection and the spark and all that excitement that you have in the beginning of a relationship, that is one one activator of your magnetic radiance. Yeah. There are a million activators, billions of activators, trillions of activators. So you get committed to your magnetic radiance. That's the word of the day and you <laughs> and you that's your commitment for life is that yeah. you continuously, you know, for me it's like I, I need new, newness is so important to keep me, like I love my dance so much and it does not light me up in the way it did when I first joined. And so like the first year I was just like, oh, my heart was mm. wide open and it was so fun. And, and so I'm going to try and I'm going to keep doing it because I still, I still really enjoy it and I, I love mm. it, but it's not, it's not the same spark that it was in the beginning. So I'm going to try another kind of dance, like to have mm. another spark, uh, you know, another heart spark, another body spark. So yeah, like this is your, Your new focus rather than trying to get the guy and contorting yourself to get the guy is like, be committed to your own radiance and your own magnetism and your own joy and your own aliveness and love and relationships and amazing friendships
1: will just magnetize to you. Yes. And and just feel the kinds of people that then come running yes. when we're in that yeah. right versus the kinds of people that come yes. when I'm playing games yeah. and when I'm afraid and then worse this is now we're back to it's not Tinder it's you right when I'm faci- when I'm playing all the games and my love life's being facilitated by this bullshit on YouTube then I wonder why I'm not finding right what I want and so it's just so powerful to keep hearing. And yes, I love the word magnetic too. And may our, I mean, at the end of the day, right, everything we're standing for is that your life is so much bigger than your partnership, right? Partnership is one slice, right? Of the pie of your life. And when that becomes the case, then it doesn't have to hold all this drama and pain and angst. And no woman is walking around thinking that she has to earn love or prove that she's worthy of love or chase a relationship. All that stuff just stops when you belong to you, right? When care about having your life be So full and beautiful because it's yours. Yes.
0: Stop looking for the one. You are the one. You are the one. Mm. We spend our. I mean, God, I was on such a freaking mission to find the one for me too. Till till I was till (laughs) till I ended my relationship with Charlie till I was thirty, and it was like I gotta find the one. Gotta find the one. Gotta. Oh my God, I'm the one. Like I'm. Oh, read that quote again. The necklace one.
1: Oh, you run from room to room searching for the diamond necklace that's already around your neck.
0: You know, every time you read that quote, I picture, this is interesting, I picture a um, sapphire is the blue one. Maybe I'm going to have this. Oh, I think this is like the Titanic necklace. I picture a (laughs) sapphire with diamonds around it. It's Mm. like this big sapphire with diamonds around it. Hmm.
1: We are the diamonds. Right? Yeah. Like, we are the magic. The magic's not outside. And Especially so-
0: women. We are the magic. Like, women are so fucking magical and radiant and magnetic. Like, men don't have the magnetism, the capacity. Like, they can be magnetic, but not in the way that women can. Yeah, women can. We are the magic. And yet, we, most women are like, oh, why is he calling me back? Why is
1: he texting me? Like, ugh. Yeah. And so everybody forgive yourself, right, for that bullshit because it's been ingrained because a magnetic woman is a threat to society because a magnetic woman can't be tamed and controlled and manipulated into believing she's something that she's Mm -hmm. not. So we so love you and hope this episode was helpful and that you feel so inspired and alive to now stop watching shitty YouTube videos about how you have to change who you are. And that instead, you join the New Truth Movement Facebook group and join our upcoming program, which we'll reveal very, very soon for how you can live from your most magnetic self and really throw away all the games, all the drama, all the pain that you found yourself caught up in in love so that you can create the life and love that you long for. We love you. Love you. See you on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the New Truth Podcast.
0: You are a woman first. Throw away the fairy tale story so that you can have the real thing and a life that you freaking love. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and share it with all of the amazing women in your life who need to hear this message. And it's all women. Every woman. Like every woman you know. Share it with your grandma.
1: You can find us on Instagram at The New Truth Podcast and our website, thenewtruthpodcast.com. Sign up to receive your free gift from us. The three major myths about love keeping you settling, sacrificing, and sabotaging your relationships. Go get it while it's hot. Get it. Stay tuned for our next episode. See you soon. See you soon.